there. Stand by, Phil. Five, Stand by music. Four, Stand by now. Three, two, one. And fade up. It's the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. You're a wizard, Harry. Where are the others? Eat me! <laughs> King Kong ain't got on me! What about second breakfast? Why not? Why can't I? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Bonjour tout le monde et bienvenue à 20 et 4 bières. Oh, is that it? Oh, wow. Did the movie just start? Yeah, what? Well, there we go. Wow. There we go. Thank you. There we go. I assume she said something that is worth worth a welcome. We're going to have to bleep it all out. Foul mouth swear words left. She does know a lot of French swear words. So, yeah, I guess we'll start there. Welcome, one and all, to our very new, very special, very French episode of 20 Years, Four Years. We are a podcast dedicated to rewatching movies from two decades ago while simultaneously enjoying a minimum of four modern beers. My name is Steve, and this bow across from me is my big brother, Tim. And we are coming to you live on tape from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Once again, in front of a live studio audience. No, you're cute. Yeah, exactly. Good God. Wow. So we are, no, you can, whatever, that's fine. We are joined by three of our biggest fans, and also Tim's wife, Ellen, is with us. <laughs> Thanks, Ellen. Good to yeah, see you. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Yep. Hey. Aside from Ellen, we have all the way from San Diego, California, our sister, Andrea, and brother-in-law, Stefan. Welcome. All the, way, all the way from about five minutes north of here, we have our self-proclaimed number one fan, Kara. Andrea, Stefan. Well, Kara was a French major and spent time in France, so she is our translator for the evening, as well as that lovely introduction. Thank you, Kara. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to assume it was a huge F you to me. At some point, like, right. Yeah, exactly. She threw a bunch of shade at me. Or is it Sade? Is it Sade? Is French for shade Sade? I hope it is. I don't want to. That's too much work. Yeah. We know I don't do research on the show. Uh, so welcome, Kara, and all of you. Thank you for sitting and awkwardly watching us record this. Yeah. As mentioned, this is a very special, very French episode, as we are journeying for the first time into foreign language films and re-watching 2001's Amelie. I don't even know if we'll have a clip or not. I can't I know, decide. You have a clip, but it's like, how are we going to just be like a bunch of French people talking? Yeah, we, we. Yeah, clip. Uh, so Amelie centers around a young, naive waitress living in Paris who, after returning a long-lost childhood treasure to a former occupant of her apartment, sees the positive effect it has on him and decides to set out on a mission to make others happy. Along the way, we meet a variety of odd characters, including a young, quirky man with a secret that Amelie feels compelled to uncover. And she also must also might just make herself happy and find love in the end. The film is directed by French people I can't pronounce. Would you like to pronounce these? Sure. Sure, sweet. Because I can't pronounce any of these. Okay. Uh, right? Jean-Pierre Jeunet? Yeah, somewhere in yeah. there. Uh -huh. Right there. 
The film is directed by, there you go, read from there. Tim's got it. A Guillaume Nohal. Yeah. Written and by, yeah. Keep going. Audrey Tattoo. Matthew well, yeah, Kassovitz. You want to read the whole thing? And then the other French actors that Steve cannot pronounce. Oh, <laughs> I meant to stop there. That's fine. Yes, those people. You want to do it? You're better at that than me. What? The, do you know everybody? Jean-Pierre Jeannot, written by him. And what was the, the only other one I know? Guillaume Laurent. Guillaume. Oh, all right, there we go. And Audrey. That's a Audrey Tito, that was an easy one. I know. Yeah. And then what was the last guy? Matthew? Matthew. Yeah, that guy. There we go. I can't pronounce any of them. It's fine. So there we go. That's Amelie for you in a brief synopsis. That's a good synopsis Thank you. I wrote it myself. I have to be as useless for synopsis. Yeah. You ever like read them? No. Like this is on. I wait for you to do it. Well, that's true. Yeah. I wait for you to do social network. We'll get there in a little bit. So actually, so since we have so many guests, we also will likely have many beers to enjoy. So we are going to jump right into our first segment, which is drinking buddies. Come on, not my beer. Where Tim takes us through our beers and our buddies for the movie. We apparently have a special beer. So you're going to need to go get it while we start. Oh, no, no, no. We can wait to the Drinking Buddies sequel. All right. Fine. Who's in charge we... of this? That's fine. Yeah, I mean... I'm the producer of the talent. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do the four, and we'll list now. It'll so we will surprise. list four, and then we'll have a surprise one later. But the list is going to be the end. Oh, man. All right, we're going to cut this whole thing. Don't bore <laughs> us. Get to the chorus. Go ahead, Tim. All what right, do you got? Read from... Drinking Buddies. Go ahead. Ursa Mining... Wow. Nope. Ursa Minor <laughs> Brewing out of Duluth, Minnesota. Their Cafe Kviking... Scandinavian coffee ale, which is our theme beer for the night, as she is uh, Amelie, works in a coffee shop, or so I believe, I remember, because I didn't listen to your intro, so I'm assuming you mentioned that. Uh, out of Stack Deck, <laughs> uh, Stack Deck, out of St. Paul, their group hug, double dry hopped, double IPA. And then we have from uh, Montgomery Brewing out of Oh, yeah, Montgomery. Montgomery of all That's places. That's a good one. Right. Yeah. They're a triple berry bomb, which is a kettle sour with raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, a touch of lactose, and vanilla. It's not the sour I told you to grab. That's fine. What do I do Bad habit. Oh, I brought yeah, two crawlers right. of bad habit to make up for the fact that we had the shitty bad right. habit beer. We're going to try this again. <sighs> We're going to have bad habits, strawberry smoothie sour. Yeah, and also <laughs> probably Montgomery. Yeah, probably That's fine. Yeah. And then from Falling Knife out of Minneapolis, they're very shaky, bourbon barrel aged. Wow. <laughs> Cafe Cone Miel style stout with up coffee, espresso, cinnamon, and vanilla. Wow. It's going to be exciting. What do you got today? Cool. Well, merci, good sir. Yeah. Uh, our next segment is the social network. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook where we look back at the critical and fan reception from 20 years ago. I actually found some of this pretty interesting when I was reading through mm -hmm. on my extensive research that I started at 1 o'clock today. Um, but there was some pretty surprisingly negative reviews out there, I think. But yeah. even the, you'll go into the IMDb ratings and stuff, but I'll, I'll start. One review I saw in the New York Post said it was fairly irresistible if you can keep your cynicism in check for a couple hours. Which I liked that one. It was like, that's the most New York Post <laughs> review. Like, ugh, if you don't want to be an a-hole for two hours, you'll like it. Typically how joy works. Right. <laughs> like, keep your cynicism at bay, 
and you'll be happy. But I had Empire Magazine actually. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So it said this is a this is the very dictionary definition of feel good. Its irresistible charms will dispel the heaviest clouds hanging over the head of the gloomiest misanthrope. Wow. Big words, y'all. Yeah, I don't even do a big word tonight. That's it's not even mine. Right so what do you got for social networking? Uh, IMDb rating is 8.3 out of 10, which the only uh, ones we've reviewed or watched so far that are higher than that is Gladiator at 8.5 and Memento at 8.4. So this is um, highly, highly regarded by the film community. Did you see the the like critics reviews though like the metacritic score yeah it was like 62 i know it's a huge difference i was really surprised by that we couldn't keep their cynicism no thing hmm. had sam adams of the philadelphia city paper which is which is a thing exactly i knew you'd like that one imagine a movie that hooks itself directly into your brain's pleasure centers triggering grin after joyous grin and you'll have some idea what it's like to watch probably uh, peter howell of the toronto star which i believe they speak french up there so the sunniest face and the greatest acclaim mm-hmm. belong to Audrey. Yeah. Or is it Montreal? Montreal. Okay. Start over. It's fine. We're just. Language. Yeah. No, you're, speak, you're right? Right? You're right. God, right? I like this audience. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. As I said, Peter Howe of the dual language French and English Toronto Star said, The sunniest face and the greatest acclaim belong to Audrey Toto, who is new to these shores, a delight in the title role. She's like a young Audrey Hepburn. Making us laugh and feel empathy without feeling manipulated. And then our big man, Roger. Uh, Roger Ebert, three and a half out of four stars, said the film is a delicious pastry of a movie, a lighthearted fantasy in which a winsome heroine overcomes a sad childhood and grows up to bring cheer to the needful and joy to herself. You see the movie, and later when you think about it, you smile. So I'm excited for that. And then the Academy Award nominations that year was up for five for Best Sound, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Foreign Language Film, uh, which it lost to No Man's Land or No Man's Land from Bosnia Herzegovina. That's our social network. Thank you. You're welcome. I was wondering who it lost to. I didn't do that research. That's a really good movie, though. No yeah. Man's Land is actually really good. So, so again, you start all right, here we go. Well, yeah. you know, some of us have lives to get to. <laughs> so we are going to watch the movie. There may or may not be a cutscene here, since, you know, we're listening to a French film. But, well, who knows? At least one of our listeners speaks French, so, you know, maybe we'll put a Wait, French don't you have any clip in there. Do you want to talk about that? We usually talk about it. Sure, why not? Do you have any memories? No. You don't? Why do they move on? <laughs> what? All right, go ahead. Had you Tim, seen, had you seen many, do you have any memories of Amelie? Um, no, I did, I did see it. I, remember, I do remember seeing it in the theater in yeah. Sioux... Falls, probably, or, you know, sure. somewhere at that time. But I do remember seeing the theater. I think prior to that was, like, Princess Mononoke. So I just remember seeing the Uptown Theater. That was my first experience seeing a yeah. foreign film. And then Life is Beautiful thereafter. It's all the rage up for Best Picture and all that crap. But, yeah, we don't speak in that movie. Yeah, that movie's terrible. Yeah. So this was kind of a rare experience for us to see the foreign film. But yeah, I remember seeing the theater. And uh, just... Yeah. It's right here. Do you you have any... See? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, go ahead. I keep this train rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I loved it. It was fantastic. I remember watching it, just thinking it was absolutely incredible. So. Yeah, I don't have a memory of the first time around necessarily, but I do remember I've watched it many times since then, and um, I've loved it. I, I've always loved it. It's really enjoyable, but I don't really have that memory of in the theater, sort of like, oh my gosh, from a French foreign language film standpoint or anything like that. Uh, but I, I do. I, I'm really excited to watch this with the last time people. Probably 10 years ago, I yeah, would say. Yeah, like 15 years ago, something like that. So, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. 
back when I was courting women. <laughs> Gotta watch Amelie, you know. Glasses. Yeah, back with the ladies. So yes. Hey, you wanna watch a movie? Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen Amelie? this French film? This is great. Uh, <laughs> works every, every time. Sixty percent of the time it works. Eighty percent of the time. So yes, now we are gonna watch the movie. And yeah, so please enjoy along with us, 2001's Amelie. Do you know what these people have in common? This is Amelie. With the discovery of a simple childhood treasure, she begins a quest to fix other people's lives. And perhaps her own as well. Well, welcome back to 20 Years, 4 Beers, where we have just rewatched Amelie and enjoyed a good amount of beer. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. Good. I'm currently empty, but that's fine, you know. Don't bitch about it. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, not everyone's a good host, but, you know, here we are. Here we are. Oh, I brought this. That's fine. Cool. Anywho, so as usual... We jump right into our reaction segment that we call High Fidelity. Top five side ones, track ones. Where we discuss our top five takeaways of any kind from rewatching the film. Tim, you got your uh, ducks in a row here? Or family been distracting? Or what do you got? I, I must say that I didn't really want to take notes, honestly. This is a rare movie. Because the fun would make fun of you? No, we joke with the <laughs> Taking notes like a bitch. Yeah, like, type much? Yeah. Uh, no, we joked beforehand, like, it's going to be an interesting yeah. one to watch with subtitles. Right. To try and take notes. But it was, like, the rare movie that it's kind of just, like, sit back and experience it. Hmm. And so I have a few chicken scratch notes, so it's going to be fantastic. Just you wait. But... Uh, no, I just didn't really want to take notes. But ultimately, my first thing was, I just love this movie. Mm-hmm. Thinking back 20 years ago, seeing it, and now, just love it. There's some quibbles that we'll talk through, but overall, thoroughly enjoy it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. So, That's the number one you're going with? I didn't know there was a standard. I don't know, we uh, get, like, is that your met. first take? Yeah. I'm just saying, no, I didn't want to take it. I just thought it was movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy the beer I love. I my my first thought as as about halfway through I was like, man, Travelocity missed the boat on this movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> how is that? Like, come on, yeah. like Travelocity and the damn gnome. Come oh, on, yeah. they missed the boat, yeah. or that's where they stole the idea from. Could be, but yeah, I think they copied it from it. But no, I my. <laughs> I had many That's your first one? No, it's not. It actually you was number two. Yeah, yeah. I come yeah. Come at you guys. Uh no, I I was like <laughs> I have I have a more of an in-depth thing, but uh, off of that, I'm like, objectively, who the F scrapes out underneath 
a like photo yeah. booth. Like who yeah. who scrapes underneath a photo booth? Like well, he did, like, he's the guy that put his finger on the table with the sugar. Yeah, yeah, pre-COVID, so yeah, pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Pre but maybe he started it. Right maybe yeah. he is the cause. Maybe. Yeah, of licking the table in some French cafe. But yeah, who just sits there and is like, you know what? I'm gonna scrape underneath this photo booth and find art. Yes. Like that's like the, it's such a weird movie in a good way. But yeah, so there you go. That's my. I'll, I'll just. Yes. There you go. I love it. Yeah. But now we're getting into some of the weird things. Uh, yep. So the second thing I thought about was when we watched Mulan Rouge, I talked about yeah. Boz Lerman, the director of that movie, requires like a 30 minute acclimation period. Minimum. Yeah. yeah. A minimum to kind of get used to like the style. And I watched this now and realized, oh, this is the entire movie of Boz Lerman. Like it's nonstop. What the hell is happening? Yeah. And the style is really, really cool. But like the weird thing, like where she takes the blind guy across the street. And I love like that a, scene. I love it. It's weird. great. And yeah. then she puts him like in front of the train station, and it's just like this like overhead shot that comes down with this aura around him, and that's like an example of the entire movie, like the keys and like, the hurt. And I love it, but it's definitely like a oh, it's a nonstop Boz Lerman movie of two hours of this is kind of crazy. Sure. So yeah, yeah, the style is, and maybe I haven't seen many French movies, so maybe this is kind of his style, but it definitely. Leans hard into it's a crazy, just full on strap in. A coke field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to go weird. So, I like it. I still love it, but yeah, you have to get used to it. Shit's going to get weird, dude. It's really weird. Yeah. But I love it. It's weird, but I love it. No, truly, I like movies like this that I remember seeing it being like, I had not seen anything like this prior to this point. I agree. In my life, where it was just really, it leaned hard into the style. The only one that I might have like thought was kind of like this was like The Fifth Element. Where, which again is a French director, but really like full on strap in. This is an insane movie and it's going to be great. So I loved it. Yeah, but it's really weird. And yeah, that's my second point. One, <laughs> you time you turn Yeah, you bring up Fifth Element. I, yeah, we're going to get I off did, the I rails. Like if, yeah, yeah exactly. that's a top five sci fi movie ever uh, for yes. me. <laughs> Yeah, Excuse me? Yes. Yeah, Jean-Jacques Junod, or whatever it is. Jean-Jacques, huh? huh? Uh, you mean uh, Jean-Jacques Jean... No, that's this director. That's this director. Jean-Jacques Anode, or whatever, is... Fifth Element? Yeah. No, dude, it's the guy that did Lucy and... Luc yeah. Luc Besson? Yeah, Luc Besson. There you go. There you go. Let's go. Uh, dropping the f bomb. <laughs> <laughs> listening to No, they're not. No, they're not. Also, an immediate click. That's fine. I can edit That's that true. very That's quickly. True. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I. I like. For me. I was struck, and I. I had forgotten how this is like a. It's a really. I thought it was a weird sort of French, like indie film, but it, it actually is on purpose sort of a vision uh, or like a look into her imagination like sure. as a kid like they yeah. give the ba they give the base from the beginning and like all the editing all the weird things all that you're talking about the blind guy and like the the angelic yeah sort of scene all that stuff seems like a like offshoot of her own like i, I was really surprised like not to go, not to go too deep but okay. it does seem like they outwardly say this is her character. You're sort of seeing this through her point of view, yeah. Like, or like coming along with her. 
I, I was really impressed by it. Like, I um, totally understand why cinematography was up for an Oscar. It was, yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was really struck watching it. I was just being like, I'm along for the ride on her point of view. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just, I, I was really struck by that. Well, like some deep childhood trauma of her dad being like standoffish and <laughs> her like, mom being killed by a yes, suicide yeah, attempt exactly. being right. destroyed by that yeah right. it's uh it's, it's got some dark yeah we don't yeah. know if the the person committing suicide died no. we just know that the mom died that's true right maybe she so yikes yeah <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, we, no, no. We lean hard into our so, no. Yeah, I, I agree. Like watching again, you know, you think back to when we first saw it twenty years ago. It was like, oh, lighthearted, but yeah, you watch it now, it's like, yikes, so deep. Yeah, we weird people. Not to go into things we can't spoil because the people in the room, but like we talked about this with like Ted Lasso. Like yeah. you have this weird. <laughs> like it really makes sense of just saying like there's a really dark yeah. crap in this movie and yet it's well known yes. for being like a fun lighthearted romp through France or whatever and you're like yeah no this this weird shit happens to yes. this girl yes like pretty amazingly she ends up somewhat normal and not a serial killer like it's pretty impressive speaking of serial killers <laughs> ooh love it great uh, love it. I think it's great to acknowledge in this movie there's a fine line between like romantic and stalker. Like you watch it, and I think like the sequel. Oh, like, Stop it right there! No, I don't no, know no, what that fine line is. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Yeah, like what fine line? No, no I remember no. watching it for years and like being more on the like hopeless romantic side and being like, oh my god, like so like cute and like oh my gosh, you watch it and like the sequel is going to be this Nino dude. <laughs> like she comes to his house, which she hasn't been to, and it's like it's like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, what yeah. is this dude? He it like puts works the in lotion on it, and, and like the like skeletal yeah character like yes. in the full like, house of the humming in her ear. Like, oh yeah, man, dude. yeah. And she's all like, oh, I'm the God. only one in this room who's turned out like that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I definitely Fine. saw that you were enjoying it, but yeah, I was like, "What up is this?" So I do like the movie. Just like again, the the brokenness of human, you know, the backstory, quick him of like not having any friends and being beat up, everything. So it's mm-hmm. great, but yeah, it definitely was <laughs> to me thinking, "Oh, this might turn really bad." Yeah, eventually. if somehow she bails on him, watch out! You're gonna yeah. he's gonna exactly. be wearing somebody else's skin yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. He knows where you live. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, yeah, is that the last straw for Amelie? Yeah. Well, what she does to the other guy to make him go to psychi- the psychiatric hospital. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was the like yeah. the bad side of this, where she's like, "Oh, this guy's being mean to this yeah. other guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break into yeah. his house, yeah, I'm gonna... and taunt him, <laughs> psychologically torture this guy." Yeah. But she's so cute. Meanwhile, we got three women in this room. I was like. Yeah, I mean, I can get there. I can get there. That's fine. That's not a that's not a stretch. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Oh, you yeah. think you're so worth it? <laughs> no, no, I know. But thank you. I won't be ignored. 
That's right. I was really I um I was surprised when I saw that there were five Oscar noms for this because we're gonna talk about In the Bedroom next, yep. which also had five in the same year. And I was I was actually like that's pretty surprising for a foreign film to get that many. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense to me of just writing, especially. Yeah. Like I never, there's no screenplay like this. Like the, the nuance of from the beginning talking about, because you have like the bug that gets run over by the car in the first 10 seconds. And just whomever comes up with this, you're like, all of this has like a butterfly effect of getting there and they do such a good job beginning to end of really writing about these characters and these traits. It's an impressive layer, like layering of all these like traits of these people that you're like, I'm really enjoying this and you don't need their backstory. You don't need anything just enough about all these people of what they love, what they don't love. You know, I, I just, Really impressed by the writing of this movie. Yes. Exactly. And, like, yeah, it's French quirky, right? You're just like, yeah. and in not a distractive way. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing of this is really outstanding. I was, I was a little surprised looking back. I had forgotten that it was nominated for screenplay. And I was like, no, actually, this is just really original. It's yes. really well done. I, I can't think of anything else who, that's like this. No. no. I mean, I'm sure there is others in French cinema that are like that, but... I'm not going to take the time to care about it, so that's fine. No, exactly. Yeah. No, one of my points about that was the I love the like exposition offered for each character's idiosyncrasies and oddities, where it's just like quick, quick, quick like backstory of these people. Where many movies would take time to develop and kind of outline things, but it's mm-hmm. like a Cliff Notes version of all these different characters, where you get kind of these weird things they do, and then hey, we're moving on. So it's humorous and wonderful, and just kind of a nice mm-hmm. little backstory for these people that works for this film i think sometimes you'd watch different type of stories and maybe more americanized you'd be like oh my god this is taking 20 minutes to get through these characters and mm-hmm. this is a lot of exposition but this really works and i remember watching it again and thinking this was one of the few movies i remember seeing at the time where i love that she was super annoyed of watching old movies where people don't watch the road when they drive mm-hmm. <laughs> and watching like yes i can't stand when old movies have these people like staring next to each other as they're driving and they're going to kill somebody. That but, happens today. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the James Corden is in his yeah, segment. Karaoke, yeah. yeah, he exactly. is not driving yeah, in carpool really karaoke. But right. no, I, like, I agree. Like, the exposition offered for each character was really, really well done <laughs> of just like quick cut cliff notes and we'll move on. Yeah, but it there it's what's weird is like they they pick little details that you're just like that has to be personal like you don't sure randomly come up with the little details they come up with so yeah. it's it's i think it's really well done like when the one lady like hates to see men get embarrassed in front of their kids yeah like, that's a weird deep cut yeah i mean i felt that a lot <laughs> i don't want that to happen to me <laughs> To other men. Interesting you felt that and not the 15 orgasms, but that's fine. I mean, I don't think felt. <laughs> felt is a bit of a stretch, but it resonated with me. <laughs> the 15 orgasms. <laughs> so there you go. All right, that was number four for me. Okay, not cool. 15, not 15. No. I don't know where we're at. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Um, 
Yeah, I thought um, one of the things that I really liked was that she had it was this great juxtaposition of she's doing everything for everyone, and then at the end she gets like people actually step in for her. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't fate stepping in; it was actually people stepping in that she had had an effect on. Yeah. And I think it had it been fate, it would have felt like forced. Sure. But like people in her life that she had had a hand in helping stepped in to help her. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting to me. It was just from a writing standpoint. I, I just, it would be very easy to say, oh, fate stepped in. You're like, no, this, this girl has stepped out of her way to help all these people. And now the glass man or whatever is like helping her get to this yeah. point. I, re- I really like that. And it was much more, it brought it from these, like, the maybe surreal to real of just like this sort of, it, it grounded it more for me. Well, the crux of the character is that she's so standoffish and distant from the world. And then hmm. she takes these efforts to engage in the world, and the world returns the favor for her. That was really, yeah. really cool to see, as opposed to just the, you know, fates, if you will. So, yeah, I like that. That's good. There you go. Uh, my last one is. I'm a big fan of movie scores, as you know. <gasps> Are you? Jan Tiersen's score is just ridiculously good mm-hmm. in this movie. Like the orchestral moments and the accordion, and just across the board, is fantastic. So, Here's what I found. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what did you find? What did you find, Siri? <laughs> Jan Tiersen's score is indeed yes. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Siri, shut Stefan up. Exactly. Please. Yeah. <clears throat> we should have like a, 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 a notice like in front of a movie of it. Please silence your phone. And sends your Siri. When you're going to sit next right. to us. <laughs> so, yes. Here's what I found. Congrats, Siri. Anyway, yes. I have a... Yeah, I, I guess I, I suppose I have a bit of a hot shot. I don't know if that's... We don't have a whole segment for it anymore. But, you know, you look back and you think... I mean, Holly Berry won the Oscar for Actress. And Nicole Kimmel was up for Moulin Rouge. Which I won't speak to because that's fine. That's fine. Sissy SpaceX, which we'll talk about next. Yes. And Renee Zellweger for Bridget Jones, and then Judy Dench for literally anything she ever speaks exactly. to ever. Yes. But like, I do think like, how the f is Audrey Tito not nommed for Best Actress in this movie? It was up for five already. Yes. It was well known. It was well thought of. She's outstanding in this movie. Yes. She's outstanding in this movie, especially because she was unknown to. American audiences. Yeah, French anyway. audiences knew her from TV. She didn't even sure. have much of a film career at that point. Yeah, I just like. Well, I we'll talk about within the bedroom a little bit more, but like, had this movie come out maybe a decade later? I mean, Marianne Cotillard won for Living in Rose for actress. Sure. And I just think this is pre-social media, and I, I do think there is a big factor to this. Yeah. She's outstanding in this movie. Yeah, she's and not like she's over the top or you know dramatic or anything like that she inhabits everything about her yeah. and i I, just, I don't know i I'm, I'm like i mean certainly over judy dench in uh iris, iris yeah. right that year certainly over her but even over you know renee zellweger who i mean it's fine in british jones british yeah and it's fine but you're just like i, I don't know i mean yes. the academy is certainly old and they're but I, I'm I'm shocked because she is so good in this movie. She's very good. And you yeah. haven't changed. I think they kind of like much more recently um, nominating a lot of foreign film 
actors and actresses mm-hmm. for it. But yeah, she was best, really, really good. Especially like I said, come out of nowhere. I remember seeing this thing like this. Yeah, I don't know if we're Americans because that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all really we Americans, it's all that matters. Yes. Uh, do you have any other, any other thoughts? No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it. it holds up. It's definitely weird watching it again. Like my, you know, hopeful, like romantic or hopeless romantic at like 21 being like, oh my God, like I'm going to be able to knock on a woman's door that I've met me maybe twice and she'll let me walk in and start kissing my face and all's going to be great. It's really weird. Like it's <laughs> creepy, dude. Like that's not yeah. how, that's not how yeah. I want to do it. Look left. I know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not kissing your eyelids. Yeah, it's so weird, but it's just really nice. I, I think, yeah, I, I one of the things, my one of my first thoughts really was not just about Travelocity, but really was just like, what a joy of a movie. I mean, you just, right, you, you find yourself, I, I did, and I brought it up on purpose with the New York Post article of just saying, you kind of have to check your cynicism at the door of, of a movie like this. Like, just enjoy your way through it. It's not a deep think of a movie. It's nothing, but just enjoy it. It's fun. I, I really liked it. And then not only is the story fun, but, like, the the movie-making side of it is yes. really well done. Yeah, execution like, was really well done. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I love it. Yep. Recommend. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks, Ebert. Good old, your big old Raj. So, well, uh, I'm sure we can continue. Please, we have to have a, I'm be my ringtone. <laughs> so we are going to move on to our beer reaction segment, which is Drinking Buddies, the sequel. Let's get weird. And as you can, yeah, as you can tell, we are absolutely professional beer drinkers as our response to whatever's going on shows. Uh, so I will say this do you want is my like, favorite for having guests hang out because we can share. Yeah, I'm trying not to look at them at all, but that's <laughs> fine. Don't look no, at me. It's great. Don't look at me. It's fun. They kind of experience the uh, so the different tastes. So we have our four that we enjoy. we've had four at least yes. that I recall, and uh, now we have another one, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's happening. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do we have? Like we have some sort of special beer that Kara. Absolutely thinks it's going well, to piss me off because it's a stretch. So well, I want to give appreciation to. I understand you brought the uh, uh, Wasson's finest back yes. from Vermont yes. late last year. So yes. thank for you. old brother. Yeah, for yep. brother. Yes, where I screamed and cried. I, so, thank I you. might go back to that segment every once in a while. <laughs> 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 in the world, just to make myself feel better about yes. what this is. All right. Do you okay. want to explain what you got? Yeah. So as a uh, long-time listener, first time, <laughs> first time, first time, first time attended yes. 20 Years for Beers podcast, um, I got something that would maybe uh, be a little bit of a stretch for a theme in honor of Tim. And it was also mm-hmm. make Steve mad, so it's twofold. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen much, but yeah. Oh my god. My yeah, long way yes. there. So, okay. so sorry. Um, so the main character is Amélie Poulain, and the name Poulain in French means foal. Foal is a. It's already giving me the food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I love this already. Please keep going. Yes. Full is what? A baby horse. It's like a horse? Yeah, okay. Okay, so we've yes. got a horse. Okay. What are the main features of Amelie? She's got dark hair and dark eyes. So I went for something from Dark Horse Brewery. Look at that. No. <laughs> oh. I'm going to crack that open. And it's a, their IPA. Crooked Tree IPA. Tim, Ooh. you can explain it. Yes. But there's enough for everyone. Okay, we're going to have That's a lot of options here. We've got the Crooked Tree India Pale Ale, West Coast IPA, Ooh, Michigan style brew. <laughs> Michigan style. So, not quite yeah, West like, Coast. Yeah. Yeah. The West Coast of Michigan, Cajun style. Exactly. It's heavily dry hopped to give it a big aroma of pine and citrus. The flavors are big yet very balanced. Ooh. <laughs> Often described as grapefruit. I like that. Ooh, this is dry. Cool. Thank you. Yes. I like the stretch. Because <laughs> we would have never got this on our own knowing French. <laughs> so we're going to. I'm trying not to react at all to this. I actually like it. <laughs> you don't have to. So. Also, there are five more passing Yeah, there you go. Pass them around. So we do have our beer reaction segment. So Tim, once he's done passing these around, is going to bring us through this and we will discuss. Yeah. Our beers of the evening. Yes, that's true. Thank you. Thank you very much. I gotta bring my computer back. Busy. Okay, so to start. Are you gonna have any of this? I don't know if I've actually had dark or crooked tree. It was. Cool. Since 1997, they've been around. Wow. And this movie wow. takes place in 1997. In 1997. It's like it's meant to be. <laughs> wow. And almost tomorrow. And August 29th is when it really starts. Which is tomorrow. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Mom. Thank you, listener, for getting this. <laughs> oh, yeah. August, yeah, August 29th. It pairs happy birthday, well Mom. With getting off work, the grill. Oh, work? Oh, I, yeah. I see, yeah. Loud music. That was an interesting, interesting pause. Here's <laughs> well, yeah. well with getting off <clears throat> work. Here's <laughs> well with work. You going to bring us through our beers or what? Oh, yeah, it's West Coast of Michigan. It's very happy. I like IPA non fans the Ramona. You don't like it? <laughs> right, well, I'll take it off your hands. That's quite good. You can have I've also been, I've been drinking sours all day, but mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it. You bought it and brought it, so I don't feel bad for you at all. <laughs> Thank you all for. So, being patient. Uh, we got about 10% of our listenership in this room. So you know hey, hey we're more than that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I'm the one who has to edit it. It's a lot of work, man. He's like, for God's sake, can we get back on track? So our first beer we started with was Ursa Minor, brewing out of Duluth. They're Cafe to Viking. There's Scandinavian coffee ale. <laughs> I know, it exactly. um, it's a coffee ale. I liked it. It was good. It was, it was, good. Like a, it was like a four for me I in had, terms yep. of 
Solid. Same yeah, point. It's yep. a great four coffee four stout. Nice combination with the ale. I think some of these are like a coffee stout, but very few places can do a coffee ale really good. So sure, it's good. Sure, like you know. I don't. That's why I said four out of five. Yeah, Mons, I agree. Mons have four. Do they? Yeah. I bet it's pretentious. It's really good. Sure, coffee ale is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is very very tasty. So I like. Yeah, I I agree. For what it was, yeah, it's four out of five for me. The, Audience, it's fine. Good, good. Taste of coffee. They were going away. Taste of water. Water down. down. Okay. And then we moved on. Yes. To not be Montgomery Brewery. No nope. sour. No, nope. although we should crack into that soon. Yes, we will. It's really good. The bad habit of St. Joseph, and so their smoothie sour strawberry yeah. version. Um, I gave it a, a four for having like a strawberry sour. It tasted in many ways like a nice kind of Jolly Rancher time. Uh, smoothie, I'd say it's a bit of a stretch because it was very clear. We had, I think, one that care about like a smoothie that feels like a juice blend. That's what I look at as smoothie sour. This was not smoothie to me. It, yeah. So for a sour, yes, it's <laughs> good. So I like, I love this. Yeah, I love it. I have like four and a half. I think it's really good. It's not even about smoothie or not. I just, it's the flavor. Strawberry is a tough flavor to bring to a yeah. sour. And I think this is, I, yeah, the, I love this beer. We made some crowlers so people liked it, but yeah. It was good. Well, I, like think, I think that was a crowd favorite. Yeah. I had to get over the one out of five that you had brought <laughs> last time. So I was like, nope. Give me a. Yeah. yeah I had to. Uh, you're back in my good right. Exactly. All right. So I had a four and a half out of five. Good. And we had Stack Deck on the same poll. They're mm. a group hug, double dry hopped, double IPA, mm. which I've. I was excited to have this because it was my fridge. You're <laughs> excited. I can't do another that. Uh, 4.25 for me. That yep. was really good. Um, it was definitely one that was divisive in the room, I would say. People had a sip and was like, oh, God. Well, you got to like IPAs. Yes. Yeah. I but even you it. liked it. I did. Yeah. 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 I don't like it was good. Yeah, I had a 4.25 as well. I, I was like, it's it's a good, it's really good. I mean, from a, if you like IPAs and especially doubles, like, there's, yeah. I, I mean, anything stack deck is really good. Yeah. It's very good. Yep. And then, yes, please. This is more yeah. divisive than anything else. I the, think. Uh, behemoth at the end. Uh, mind you, I didn't realize it was 14%. So brought that out. Boom. Like, holy cow. From Falling Knife, they're very shaky, bourbon barrel aged coffee style with espresso, cinnamon, and vanilla. Uh, this is all kind of glorious, man. <laughs> I know people that in the room didn't quite like the style of it. All the combination of that, but yeah. for the style that is, yeah. If you don't like yeah. stouts and barrel aids, yeah. you're not going to like it. It's just not but for you. It's, uh, it was a lot, but yeah, I'm still working. Would you give it uh, four point seven five? Yeah, me too. It stands out. Man. Yep, oh. it's fantastic. Yeah, five is the one that we had in California. Five. In I'm sorry, is this a spotted cow? We are not talking <laughs> spotted cow. <laughs> It's not a five. Yeah, modern times like it was like cinnamon. Yeah, the one that was like really rare. It was unreal. That's like the white whale. Well, I'm glad you brought it down. 
because I've had that one. It's a similar style. I mean, this is close to it. So, so and what do you think of the uh, beer that Care brought us? I'd give it a four. Really, like it's a solid, like West Coast IPA. It's a good style for it. Um, I like it. Thank you. So, so, you didn't. I your face like is like it. terrible. <laughs> like, Shouldn't I like regret IPAs my decision, but I, hit or miss. This this I type of IPA you don't like. This tastes too malty for IPA. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Also, I mean, would you give it a four? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's a good style. Yeah. What? Yeah. Good. It's a good IPA. Okay. I mean. For what it is, for a Michigan IPA. I mean, I mean, let's you know. Comma, comma, comma. Yeah. But grilled Baxter. Yeah. I don't know what Baxter is. Molasses. But grilled molasses. Grilled molasses. I don't know. That doesn't help. Don't even. Don't. Not a conversation you even want to go down. Yeah. Do you have any um, other segments you want to go to before we go to maybe quiz show? I um, no, we talked about League of Their Own kind of thing with like Audrey. Audrey, Joe, yeah, like, she's outstanding. Really yep. Um, but no, having seen this before, it's it, yeah. I think we're good. Cool. Perfect. Well, that I guess leads us into our next segment, which is quiz show. The exciting quiz program twenty-one, where Tim and I look at. Maybe fun and quirky trivia nuggets in our research and try and stump each other. We have many options here. I'm curious, Tim, do you have many quiz show? I have three <laughs> questions. <laughs> uh, I have 42. <laughs> technically, I have six, but I'm not going to use what? all six. Seriously, you started researching at one o'clock today. What? Saying. The timing of the yeah. actual. <laughs> yeah. It's a weather storm right now. It's great. What is happening? Uh, yeah. So I'm like, God, I'm so scared. Yeah. I, I can't exactly decide how. I can't decide like how to. Yeah. Like bad. I mean, and how story. and how. He's just come out of a foreign language. Thing. Exactly. I know. Super happy. And, and how our number one fan. I mean, absolutely number one fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm always like. I don't know. I, I don't know how. Like, because mine are a couple. Of mine are pretty obscure. Uh, like, sure. as as a good French film would do, it'd be as obscure, stupid reference. So you can go first. Uh, the Academy Awards started the category best foreign language film in 1956, and since then, France is the only country which has submitted a film every year for consideration. This might be just a shot. A shot. A shot. A shot. A shot. A shot in the dark. That's what Tim's going to do. Yes, exactly. Uh, care to guess how many best foreign language Oscars France has won? One. Nine. Really? Yes. Huh. Total wins for best foreign film. <laughs> do you have the list? I can go to Wikipedia and find it. <laughs> Which I counted by hand. <laughs> of course, yeah. they didn't win like anything after like the 1980s. But for what it's worth, that's, so. you know, you can be shit about obscure. That's pretty obscure. I like nine. It. Yeah. Since when? Uh, 1956. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out French know what they're doing. Yeah, they will, so. All right. Well, my first one will be Amelie is the highest-grossing French film ever released in the United States. 
with $33 million at the box office. Would you care to guess what film was the previous record holder? <laughs> I have a hint, but I'm just curious if you... For a French film? Yep. Uh, I'll give you a hint as well, but apparently Karen knows. Um, previous to this, I have no idea. Well, I'll give you a hint. Do you know? Okay. All right. That's fine. So the hint is, and it's pretty easy, but whether you know the adaptation or not, a classic film starring Robin Williams and Nathan Lane is the American remake of it. Oh, The Birdcage. Oh, that's the, the American. The Cage of Birds? La Coja Faux. La Coja yes. yes. That was oh, the nice. American version of it. Yes. That was the previous record oh. holder for French. I don't want to shoot this good to make me fall down. <laughs> my Guatemalan ness. My Guatemalan My Guatemalan ness. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, all mine are pretty obscure. So let's keep it going, baby. You got it. What do you got? Director Jean Pierre Jonet. He used to film four years prior to Amelie, which was a fourth film in a well established franchise, which was pretty totally different. Uh, the anomaly and also starred Dominique Pignon, mm-hmm. who plays Joseph in Amelie. Mm-hmm. Can you name that film? Four years prior? Yes. I thought it was the year prior. That's Alien Resurrection. That's right. Uh, check your dates, champ. I thought it was 2000 is Alien Re- Resurrection. Four years prior is like Alien 3. Alien Resurrection is a 1997 ah. science fiction horror film. Again, if you didn't do either way, it doesn't matter. What do you mean, research? I got it right. I got it right. That's right. But yeah, Alien Resurrection. Nice. So there you go. You got it. That's right. So, you know, nice try. Congrats. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name, though, but I can know the movie. Jean Pierre Jeunet. JPJ, man. (laughs) JPJ. All right, so where do I want to go with this? I don't know. Uh, I, I actually like this one. So the main character was not supposed to be named Amelie. Okay. Did you know this? No. Love it. So the the main character was not supposed to be named Amelie, but rather Emily, after the originally planned and cast star of this film. What two-time Oscar-nominated Emily was originally cast to lead this film? Mm. Show off. Uh, I have a hint as well. I'm curious if you actually Emily, know this. Emily. Oh, well played. I have no idea. She started films around this time, such as Red Dragon, Gosford oh, Park. Emily Watson. Correct. Nice. Yeah. So she was okay. actually yeah. okay. she was cast and they changed it because she could not. They realized that she they needed. Not. Yeah. They just well they just needed a French. Yeah, like it British, just would right? not. But they originally it was gonna be a British story, but like a British woman living sure. in France. But uh, it was just they okay. changed it. Wow, you did do research. Good job. Starting at one. <laughs> I like that one. Good. All right, so uh, Audrey, is it Tato 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 Tato? Audrey Tato. Uh, well, well played. Became famous outside of France for her role in Amelie. And over the past twenty years, she's only started two English. Language oh, films. Shit. Can you name these films? I can name one of them. Very long engagement is 
French, though. It is. She did. And that was uh, the same director. Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> Dirty Pretty Things. That's a deep Oh, one. wow. By Stephen yeah, Frears. With Frears. Yep. By Fidelity. Yep. And then with our with your favorite actor of all time. Don't even start with wig. Me. Yes. Ron Howard film. Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, Da Vinci Code. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I forgot about that film. In a good way. In the best way possible, I forgot about that film. It's okay. Gross. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm. So those are my uh, quiz shows. Well, I'm there you go. Four that you have. <laughs> well, no, there's just... Yeah, there's one that there's one that dives into Broadway musicals that I still want to find called like, Gay in the background. What? So <laughs> fifty fifty chance that happens. I don't think you would. Here, we'll find out. As with our last movie, Legally Blonde, Amelie was actually made into a Broadway musical. However, it did not run nearly as long as Legally Blonde, but it did star. Philip Philippa Sue as Amelie. She is best known oh. though for what musical? There you go. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, there you go. See, you knew that one. No, the one I have actually for you is there is a really there's a sweet nod to another film at the end of this movie. Where Amelie is on the back of the scooter with her Nino. With Nino. Right. Again, the serial killer. Right. So the film that this is sort of nodding to stars another Audrey, whom they actually make Amelie look a lot like in this film, which is Hepburn. Yeah. What classic romantic film are the filmmakers referencing? Uh, American Paris. Are you kidding me? Oh, come on. What do you got? Roman Holiday. Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn. I've never seen that. Actually. I haven't seen it. 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 I care about scooters. <laughs> yeah, careful. So I'm, yeah. I'm a best I'm just a scooter. I am in this. Yeah, it's not a quiz show, but I will say my favorite fact of, of researching this this afternoon was in 2000, the year before the movie came out. Not when Alien Resurrection came out. Correct. There were 12 babies in England and Wales given the name Amelie. The number shot up to 250 in 2002. And this was obviously the year after. Wow. And by 2007, there were around 1,100 new Amelies per year. Jeez. The number has held steady ever since. The trend was similar in the U.S., with Amelie not among the thousand most popular names until 2003, when it suddenly leapt to 839th place. All because of this film. You know, like, French teachers are just like, yeah, Amelie. Amelie. Oh, for God's sakes. Amelie Your parents watched Amelie. a movie. There you go. I really was like 1,100 new Amelies per year. Like, well played. So there we go. It's good. Any other final thoughts on Amelie, Tim? No, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's fun. Yeah, weird, odd. I French. Like odd. Yep. Yeah, say French. Yes. And you're like weird and yeah. odd. That sounds like a French film. That's fine. So that's about all we got for this episode. Uh, stick around for our happy hour coming up next, where we talk about the really lighthearted romp of a film in the bedroom. You guys want to stick around for that? <laughs> <laughs> they had no choice because I drove. <laughs> oh, you And watch out, obviously, next month when we sit down to rewatch The Royal Tenenbaums. 
featuring Luke Wilson, who does some nice work in that film. Yeah. And Luke Wilson does wow. some nice work. Nice work. <laughs> so that actually brings us to the end of the episode, where we want to say thank you to everyone here, obviously, Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. who joined us for supporting uh, and supporting us and listening to this weird hobby. Uh, thank you also to everyone at home for taking time to listen and clicking that like or subscribe button on your devices. Find us on Twitter at years underscore beers and on Facebook, or head to twenty yearsforbeers.com. This has been twenty years four beers. My name is Steve. Tim. And thanks for listening. Andrea and brother Juan Stefan. Welcome. Kara. Just say space. You might want to. Yeah. Just be a little.